Nancy Pelosi's home was vandalized by Antifa. Ted Cruz leads with about 12 other senators to oppose the election certification. Chicago teacher union member goes on vacation to the Caribbean while arguing in-person learning is unsafe. And the world's richest gain about $2 trillion in net worth due to socialist and Democrat policies. We're going to get to all this and more. But before we get into this, please don't forget to like, subscribe to notifications on new videos every single day. And also, there's going to be random ads playing throughout this content. So please bear with me and support me. Thank you, guys. Let's get into this. Nancy Pelosi's house was vandalized what appears to be by Antifa. The left has literally created a monster that is coming for their heads. And this is what is said. 2K, and I believe that 2K is crossed out. Cancel rent. Um, UBI. Uh, the Antifa symbol. We want everything. And then there is a pig's head with what appears to be pig's blood, but it could be uh, fake. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, on the floor. So... Yes, the left has obviously created a monster they can no longer control. And then you got the mayor, Ted from uh, from Seattle, coming out and saying exactly this. All of a sudden, Antifa is no longer a myth, and I guess Antifa is an enemy to these people. Let's listen. My good faith efforts at de-escalation have been met with ongoing violence and even scorn from radical Antifa and anarchists. It's true. They see the, the left has tried, uh, you know, they're trying to always tiptoe around the issue where, you know, you'll see him protesting in the streets with BLM and Antifa. You'll see uh, the, all these mayors and all these Democrats and all these politicians trying to tiptoe around the Antifa issue, trying to appease them, give them what they want. But even as they were doing all of that, these people were st the, those groups were still coming for their heads. And now that the election is over, hmm, things have changed. They no longer need them to vote for Biden or not vote for Biden, just vote against Trump. In response, it will be necessary to use additional tools and to push the limits of the tools we already have to bring the criminal destruction and violence to an end. Lawlessness and anarchy come at great expense and with great risk to the future of our community. It's time to push back harder against those who are set on destroying our community and to take more risks in fighting lawlessness. In closing, once again, I condemn anyone who engages in violence or criminal destruction, no matter what their ideology. Um, yeah, well, remember when Trump wanted to send in the National Guard or some feds to help you out over there and you did not want Trump's help? Yeah, well, it looks like Trump was a little bit ahead of the curve on you guys when it came to that. So let's read Nancy Pelosi's San Francisco home vandalized overnight on New Year's Day. So a home in San Francisco belonging to House Speaker Pelosi was, you know, uh, early on Friday morning and apparently reference to the lawmakers failed efforts to provide Americans with $2,000 COVID relief checks. The graffiti was found on the garage door of Pelosi's home overnight with the phrases 2K, cancel rent, and we want everything. That's a key word. We want everything. This is what these people want. They want everything you have. They want everything you own. Uh, it seems like for, for the first time in a very long time, their angers and frustration is actually directed towards the people that are making their lives miserable. For the first time in a long time. But this doesn't mean that they're going to vote Trump. This doesn't mean they're going to vote against Biden. These people will still be voting for Pelosi. They'll still be voting for Biden. They'll still be voting for the Democrats while trying to, uh, you know, destroy them in the process. Uh, makes no sense. There's nothing that the, the radical left does that makes any coherent sense at all. As of Friday afternoon, the garage door was covered with black garbage bags. The vandals also left fake uh, 
blow what appears to be a pig head outside the House Speaker Pelosi's San Francisco home. There's a lot of unresolved issues, and I don't know. Uh, I don't think there th think this is a useful way to go about it. A terrible start to the new year, said Audrey Carlson, who lives at the Pacific Heights neighborhood for 38 years. It is unclear if Pelosi was home at the time of this incident. Security cameras around Pelosi's home, uh, this surrounded. Uh, on the streets, guards like Fred whatever with a private security company hired specifically to protect multiple residents in affluence and neighborhoods said uh, she has her own security. She has Capitol Police. They fly all the way here from Washington, D.C. with her. Uh, Kernsley said that this is not the first time this happened to take place outside of Pelosi's home. Last time they hung uh, the hair dryers of stuff on the trees. Uh, what the heck? I bet you her neighbors do not want to live next to her anymore. Uh, let's see. This is a video of San Francisco. Uh, San Francisco Mayor London Breed defends Speaker Pelosi over controversial salon visit. Time for us to move on. I'm not going to even play that. I mean, <laughs> come on. Uh, Mayor London Breed defends Pelosi over controversial visit. She says Pelosi has enough issues dealing with dictator running this country. Isn't that crazy that the left is calling uh, Trump the dictator? But, you know, hey, hey, they're not the dictators. They're just the ones forcing you to stay in your homes while they go out on vacations. They're the ones shutting down your small businesses while they go out and get their hair done. But no, 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 no. Trump and the Republicans, you know, true conservatives, they're the ones of the dictators who want you to live your own life freely and choose to live it however you see fit. Those are the real dictators. Jeez, I, I don't know how anyone can be a Democrat anymore. I mean, it's, it's just take one look at my show. Just watch my show. Every time we go through any type of news article, it's just hypocrisy, hypocrisy, hypocrisy. That's what this whole entire show is about. I read something the Democrats say, and then I tell you something that they did that's hypocri hip hypocritical about it. A Chicago teacher union member criticized for a Caribbean vacation while arguing in-person learning is unsafe. Rules for thee, but not for me. Hashtag pool life. So Sarah for justice. I mean, she definitely sounds like some radical BLM type of teacher. I think she actually teaches uh, the, the special classes. Uh, so the Chicago teacher union leader claims it is unsafe to for teachers to return to the classroom while tanning poolside in Puerto Rico. Uh, and let's <laughs> let's go on and read this. I mean, come on. You people, wake up. Democrats supporting lockdowns. Wake up. Listen, if these people were not getting paid, these this whole lockdown, just like the rest of everybody else, these lockdown situations would be way different. A Chicago Teachers Union leader is facing criticism for vacationing. Sarah Chambers is the union's executive board and, and, uh, and is an area vice president. As recently as Thursday, she tweeted a rally special education teachers not to return to work Monday because it is unsafe. Just a few hours earlier, Chambers posted a photo on Instagram that appeared to show her poolside in Puerto Rico and talking about going to Old San Juan for seafood. <laughs> I hope she's at least wearing a mask. Uh, the post also mentioned she previously had COVID, got a negative test result, and conducted her doctor before traveling. Can consulted with her doctor. I'm sorry. So hey, it's, it's okay. I, I see. This is <laughs> this is how like they, they always kind of move the scale. Oh, once you have it, you're fine. You can't really get it. And then they tell you, oh, uh, if if you had it, you can still get it again. 
and they say, oh, just wear a mask. Oh, even though you're wearing a mask, you still got to stay at home. You can't go do this. Even though masks work, you can't do this. You can't do that. Oh, you're going to get a vaccine. Okay, can I take my mask off? Can I go back to work? Oh, no, you're still going to have to do all that. Well, then what, what? what's the point? It's just they keep on moving the goalposts to keep you locked inside. And it, and it goes from the top down. The people at the top want to keep you on lockdowns because it enriches their wealth and it destroys small business and it consolidates the money at the top. Then as you move down the scale, I guess this would be one of the lower tier people. And that's just from small personal gain. Hmm, I'm still getting paid. I don't want to return to work. Let me just do this. And that then you go down the scale and then you're left with something like this. So both Chambers and Chicago Teachers Union have not responded to WGN's request for comment since we have reached out. Chambers have also deleted her Instagram account. When I checked it, it was on private. So the CTU is threatening the possibility of a strike if the district pushes ahead with plans to reopen buildings. So, um, so yeah, if the, if the district is like, hey, we got to open up schools, the teachers are just going to go on strike. And I guess their strike probably will consist of them gathering in large masses with signs. Uh, in front of the school, uh, probably with zero so social distancing. I bet you they'll at least wear a mask, and their mask will probably say something like Biden on it or hashtag vote for change or some stupid liberal BS like that. But uh, <laughs> mark my words. <laughs> I think there are already teachers protest that are not socially distanced. You know, hey, hey, we're, living in, we're just living in the Democrats' reality that makes no sense. The world's richest people added $1.8 trillion to their combined net worth in 2020. So, you know, the Democrats, they hate the rich. They want lockdowns. They want socialism. But yet the rich have literally added nearly $2 trillion to their combined net worth based on their Democrat and socialist policies. Now, if you have a Democrat or socialist friend, send them this clip of what I am saying right now. Dear socialists, dear Democrats, the top 1% of the top 1%, which you hate, which you want to eat, which you want to confiscate all of their wealth, love your liberal policies. They love your lockdown policies. They love your socialist policies. Why? Because it consolidates the money to the top. It shuts down small businesses. It keeps you dependent. It keeps you away from achieving some freedom where it, it stops you from achieving to create your own small business that will compete with their big businesses. They don't want you to go out and create a product. They don't want you to go out and create a business. They want you to work for them at minimum wage for the rest of your life and become a slave to the system. That's what they want because that enriches them and it helps keep everyone dependent on government and dependent on big corporations. So congrats, y'all got played. The world's 500 richest people added approximately $1.8 trillion to their combined wealth in 2020, bringing them a total net worth of $7.6 trillion, according to Bloomberg Billionaires Index. Also, you socialists are out there saying, well, yeah, well, that's why we want to confiscate all of their wealth to redistribute it, and we want to do this. Hey, that's never going to happen. Also, if you want to confiscate Jeff Bezos' wealth, uh, I'm pretty sure 90 to 95% of his wealth is in assets. So if you're going to confiscate his assets and try to liquidate it, uh, there's like not even enough cash to liquidate those assets into any cash. And once you're liquidating something at a mass scale like that, uh, the price of the value of it is going to actually plummet and be completely worthless. Where an Amazon share will go from, what, 3000 all the way down to a few bucks. You'll literally get pennies on the dollar if you want to liquidate $2 trillion in assets. It's just not going to happen. It's just not how the world works and the economy works. That's how business works. So yeah, yeah. The, I threw that idea out the window. 
So Bloomberg noted that the 31% increase, which came even amidst the economic crisis spurred from the coronavirus pandemic, is the largest annual gain in the index's eight-year history. The growth mainly reached those at the top, very top, where five people now each hold more than $100 billion, with another 20 individuals worth at least $50 billion. At the top of Bloomberg's index is a Amazon founder, Jeff Bezos. With nearly $200 billion, a tech company profited highly amidst the pandemic as lockdowns and health restrictions forced more people to online shop. Tesla founder Elon Musk saw a great wealth increase in 2020, with Bloomberg reported was uh, potentially the fastest wealth creation in history. Uh, now 170 million, Musk first surpassed uh, Microsoft co-founder Bill Gates for the title of second richest person in the world in November. Musk is going to be the richest person in the world. Most increased uh, in wealth is largely driven by Tesla, which on Saturday has a market value of $670 billion. About three-fourths of Musk's net worth came from Tesla's shares. Now, I do have to say the difference between Bezos and Musk. Uh, Musk, is, his worth is honestly, it seems to be from a lot of hype of inflation from his shares of his company um, and the innovations that they're actually making for the future. It doesn't appear to be lockdown related. It appears to be more Robin Hood app related, where it's just a bunch of bunch of uh optimistic investors of people just want to invest in elon musk because he's he's, go he's he is changing the world and he's gonna change the world i think in a positive way um and he seems pretty woke he's, he's pretty much on the side of freedom he's one of the type of those guys that just sold all of his assets only cares about his company um because his company he wants to change the world he, he seems like one of those guys that doesn't really care about growing his net worth figure he seems more of like i want to do this innovation for the betterment of the good of mankind that's what it seems that's what, i'm not saying that's what it is but that's what it seems um which is which is different because you know tesla is not really making any money at the end of the day i mean they are making money but compared to the other car manufacturers they're not but tesla's not even a car company anymore they're just like a tech company uh, of innovation so bloomberg reported that the combined bezos and musk had an increase in wealth about 217 billion in 12 months which is roughly enough to send two thousand dollar checks or more than uh, 100 million americans Tesla founders, see, that's the thing is, which, uh, this is the thing is, uh, the, the, I guess the Democrat slant that they always put on everything, where they're saying is their combined net worth would be enough to send 100 million Americans $2,000 checks. Yes, but what I was telling you is it's not liquid. It's not cash. They're, they don't have a bank account with $100 billion in it. That's just not how it works. Literally, they just said it above, which is what, two-thirds of his, uh, three-fourths of Musk's net worth is in Tesla shares. So, he, if he wanted to, he could probably send everyone like a few bucks, but I mean, <laughs> then that might be about it. Uh, the Tesla founder's uh, accent was just the second time in the index's history that Gates was not considered one of the two richest people in the world. Gates now takes the third spot with a total net worth of $132 billion, while Bernard, whatever chairman of CEO of whatever Louis Vuitton, holds fourth place at $114 billion. Facebook founder and CEO Mark Zuckerberg is the fifth richest person in the world, $104 billion. According to Chuck Collins, director of program of inequality, okay, whatever, we're under, okay. As of Saturday, more than 85, 84 million people worldwide have been affected by COVID and uh, more than 1.5 million deaths as a result of the virus. Uh, data compiled from John Hopkins, I guess that's worldwide, and obviously, you know, that's most likely the inflated number. But moral of the story, moral of the story is... The Democrats are listening to policymaking from the third richest person in the world whose money is being enriched exponentially from the policies he's advocating for of lockdowns and socialism. Same thing with Warren Buffett. 
I think Jeff Bezos, for the most part, stays out of it. Elon Musk, surprisingly enough, he's on the side of freedom. Uh, he wants to just get his factories back open. He wants to put his employees back to work so they can make money. Uh, but, hey, his net worth's still increasing. Why, why would he care? He's, he's advocating for the world to start opening back up. Uh, unlike the other people who are advocating for the world to shut down. I mean, I think Elon Musk is, is pretty much um, a diamond in the rough when it comes to these big billionaires, where he's the only one that's really going against the grain. And that's why the Democrats have made Elon Musk public enemy number one. Even though Elon Musk is making the innovations these, these Democrats want to create a cleaner earth, a freer, a, a, you know what I mean, a more prosperous earth, a cleaner earth, uh, you'd think that he would be the socialist token billionaire. But he's not. Bill Gates is. I guess Jeff Bezos is the enemy because I guess he pretty much stays out of it. But if Bezos was going to come out saying, we should all pay everybody $20 an hour, I'm going to pay my company $20 an hour, you know, that will run all the small businesses out of business. And then at that point, he will be the hero for the Democrats. But right now, Bill Gates is the hero for the Democrats, the guy who wants to block out the sun, the guy, the guy who wants to force us all inside, the guy who wants us for mandatory injections into our arms, the guy who wants, you know, Hey, he's making a few billion dollars from everything that he's saying on TV. He's the he's the token right now, the token Democrat that they all love. Him and him and Buffett. So hey, hey, if you're gonna eat the rich, you might as well eat the rich and not do what they want you to do. Anyway, guys, and that, that that's a big difference. That's a big difference. It's like us Republicans, us conservatives. We when it comes to fairness, when it comes to achieving greatness and creating a company that that makes you know that pushes trillions of dollars it's like we find that impressive we actually admire that to a certain point when it comes down to the point where they're trying to use the government to destroy small businesses to enrich their own wealth that's when we have a problem that's when our problem pretty much goes in when it comes to you know uh all the you know all the you know we have our problems with that but for the most part when it comes to generating money earning money when it comes to all that you know creating business we ad we admire that and we kind of look up to that in a way um, for what it's worth, uh, with well, the Democrats, they hate it, they despise it, they dislike it, and then they turn around and then all over Bill Gates and they do what he wants. So, eh, you know, eh, that's the difference. That's the difference. Just now, multiple senators are opposing the certification of the results. This includes Ted Cruz is to lead the GOP senators with opposing election certification. More senators will be rallying to support Trump. I believe there might be about a dozen senators opposing. Uh, the, the number is just growing by the moment. And this is exactly what we were saying on my show all the time. We're going to easily we're going to expect Ted Cruz to come in. Uh, with something like this. A growing number of Republican senators led by Ted Cruz announced today that they will also object to certification uh, states' electoral college votes on Wednesday, and they called the resurrection of the Electoral Commission to conduct an emergency audit of the results. Um, I, I do think, I think Ted, let's just be real here, I think Ted is setting up for another presidential run, and I think he's he's been, hey, hey ever since Trump took office, Ted has been one of the people that had Trump's back. I think he sees you know, it's an unlikely ally. You know, they were they were neck and neck. It was a pretty brutal primary run. But, you know, to see Ted Cruz come out in his support of Trump and just because Ted Cruz sees what Trump is doing. He's, he's, he's really pushing that conservative ideology. And that's what I think Trump is really getting behind. And, and I think it's smart for for his career moving forward because he knows the Trump base is a very big base. If you want to, you know, move up in the rankings of, of power, you know, hey, if you're a Trump ally, that will be remembered. We will remember that. We will respect that because you're going against the grain of the establishment order. So a growing number of Republican senators, okay, why it matters. Senate Majority Leader 
Uh, Mitch McConnell was hoped to uh, to avoid the spectacle of his party leading a last-ditch effort to prevent Joe Biden from— See, they always say, <laughs> last-ditch effort. See, I, I typed in Ted Cruz, last-ditch effort, and it's just every single article on the situation posted hours ago is all has last-ditch effort uh, in it. You know, that's, that's one of the things that they always have to include in these articles. Uh, I love how, you know, Mitch McConnell, everybody's just like, eh, screw you. <laughs> uh, so let's see, Joe Biden from being declared the 2020 winner, but Josh Holloway— of Missouri said that he would raise an object, uh, general ob uh, objection, and now other Republican senators plan to air more specific grievances. Driving the news, Cruz, who, like Halloway, uh, is thought to be considering a 2024 presidential bid, released a statement this afternoon announcing his plans shortly after uh, they first reported about them. Several other GOP senators are now expected to follow in a coordinated effort they considered uh, distinct from Halloway's. Uh, so so it's, it seems like what they're saying is it's a coordinated effort where everybody is coming through with their own pitches and their own proposals on why we should stop the certification. So Ted Cruz, what he's going to say is going to be different than Howley. What Howley's going to say is going to be different from uh, Johnson or Lankforth, which, I, which I'm hoping. Uh, they have it very coordinated. Okay, you come in with this, you come in with that. We're going to hit them on every single irregularity. We're going to hit them on every single case of fraud. We're going to hit hit them on everything. So Republicans involved include Senator Ron Johnson, James. Okay, I'm not. I can't read all the names, but I have them up on screen. If you're watching the video version of this podcast, what they're saying, Congress should immediately appoint an electoral commission with full investig investigatory and fact-finding authority to conduct an emergency 10-day audit of the election returns in disputed states. Once completed, individual states would evaluate the commission findings and could uh, convene a special uh, legislative se uh, session to certify a change in the vote if needed. The senators said in a joint statement, the group noted a similar commission made by uh, five representatives, five senators, five Supreme Court justices reviewed allegations of fraud in the 1876 election. Accordingly, we intend to vote on January 6th to reject the electorals from disputed states as not regularly given the lawful certification, this story, uh, whatever, unless uh, until the emergency 10 day audit is complete. The backstory. Some Democrats have occasionally raised individual objections to certify the Electoral College results, but a large-scale partisan objection would uh, turn a usual procedure action into challenging the bedrock of American democracy, the peaceful transfer of power. You see, no, no, no. See, this is, this is the Democrats' slant of what they're trying to do. They're trying to say, oh, this investigation, this, this decertification, this investigation into fraud, this investigation into making sure our election process is legitimate— Oh, that, that goes against the fundamental bedrock of this country and the peaceful transfer of power in American democracy. No, 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 no. That's not what any of that means. That's not, not, this, is, this is literally to ensure American democracy. This is not to ensure a peaceful transfer of power. This is to ensure our electoral system works the way it's supposed to work. We're trying to verify and ensure our American democracy, whatever you want to call it, constitutional representative republic, works the way it should work but you know hey when, when whenever things go against you see when the, when the democrats four years ago were were begging electors not to vote that was okay that was to ensure democracy against a tyrant evil dictator but when it's us trying to in, literally investigate they, they, they didn't do investigations in the fraud well they did investigations in the trump with the fbi investigations but they were just trying to beg the electors please please act with your heart act with your heart there's no way we can let him this is why this is why we have electors so you guys can say no please and that was perfectly fine that was the mainstream opinion that was conceived as being heroic 
But when we're trying to investigate fraud, when we're trying to say, let's make sure these votes are certified, let's make sure we can ensure that our democracy is working, just let us investigate, let us find what is wrong. Now, now that, that's a threat. The House and Senate are set to meet Wednesday for a joint session in which the individual electoral college counts from each state are announced. Any individual can raise objections if both a representative and Senate objections to an individual state result members of the House, whatever. Okay, McConnell uh, has described any vote Wednesday as the most consequential of his political career and other Republicans. Senators are anxious about having to publicly choose between upholding the results and bolstering President Trump's claim of, of election fraud. While numerous courts up to the Supreme Court have thrown out election challenges made by the Trump campaign and other supporters. You know, let's talk about why they were thrown out by the Supreme Court. They were thrown out by Supreme Courts over le legal technicalities. It had nothing to do with the merits of the case. Literally, the Supreme Court threw out cases because they're like, hey, Texas, you can't sue Pennsylvania. There's no legal precedent for it. But, but some of the Supreme Court justices says, you know what, there, there is, actually. And those are the ones that voted yes, but it ultimately came out to a majority no, um, which makes sense. You know, hey, hey, that's just legal procedure. Uh, you can't do that. That's what the, that's what the verdict was. It wasn't, eh, there's no evidence of fraud. We were not going to take your case. Nope, that's not what the verdict was. These senators are concerned that the voting against the president's wishes will prompt him to support an opponent against them in 2022. And beyond, the Senate certification vote will come just a day after two runoff elections in Georgia. If Democrats uh, were to win both races, it would result in a 50-50 split chamber with Vice President-elect Kamala Harris wielding a tie-breaking power on behalf of the Democrats. Regardless of the results, wait a minute, you know what I'm starting to think? What if this is all part of Pelosi's plan to become president? Ooh. I'm going to make a whole nother episode on that. Ooh. Ooh. The conspiracy juices are fizzling. I'll just, I'll just talk about it now. Nah, nah, nah. Maybe we'll save it for tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh, I think I just uncovered Pelosi's plan for president. Oh, man. I'm sorry. It's, it's going through my head right now. I think I figured it out. <laughs> anyway guys thanks for watching thanks for listening please like subscribe to the post notifications on new video every single day new podcast every single day the joey saladino show on rumble it's on all the podcast apps please like subscribe to notifications on every single day i said that already i don't even know how i'm in the show anymore i got my brain my brain's going on the whole pelosi thing but stay tuned tomorrow um yeah i guess i guess i guess be oh support my patreon patreon.com slash joey sal to become a patreon i'll give you a call to say thank you and for one day only if you're if you're listening and actually no never mind forget it forget it thank you thank you for watching and listening i'll see you tomorrow